0: Welcome to Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron, and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. And this week's No Exceptions, we roll into episode 238 of the Sorry You're In My Seat podcast, looking for the greatest, the movies that we immortalise in our vaults. It's a place where we put the film in vinegar and brine and protect it in case Putin presses nuclear warhead buttons and we need to preserve the greatest films. In there, lots of Spiel lots of amy adams movies we've talked
1: about films like joker and animation this week yeah this week we're probably going it's about time that we did this we're going to put probably the best actor an argument could be made into the vault we're going to look at his work we're talking about gene hackman
0: yeah confession time anyone who's listened to this podcast episode 238 it's been a long week i'm very tired outside of this yeah you've been busy mate yeah
1: yeah you are
0: been up in Scotland doing some gigs. Very yes, tired. Have. Drove back today. Uh-huh. I didn't drive. I was passenger. I was like, I get my notes ready. I've yep. got a seven-hour drive to kill. I thought we were doing Hugh Jackman. Yep. So I've got a lot of Hugh Jackman facts.
1: It's fine. Obviously, what we've done is we knew we were going to do this, so it's obviously it's the Hackman versus the Jackman. One of them's a great. What about the other? Oh, oh. I do. I do think
0: we're. I'm going to get their names mixed up. No end in this. Yeah, so, yeah, so Gene, it should be Gene Jackman. Oh yes. And Hugh Hackman. Oh my God, yes. Can imagine that if they were some weird splurge and they kind of moulded <laughs> together and then separated and they took half
1: of each of each other. My problem is Gene Jackman sounds like an arsehole. Like he he cuts, you, cuts you up on the motorway mate. You're mm. on the A1 cuts up in front of you then hangs around doesn't speed off because mm. he wants to know every time you try to get better than him he's Gene in Jackman mate just accelerates that he's, little bit. He's in an open top convertible
0: with an yes. old ass 80s phone Oh yes. in a suit and he, but his blazer's on the back seat.
1: Cocaine mate just sprinkling Cocaine. out. Oh. Yeah. Whereas Hugh Hackman you don't want to be alone in a room with him. Hugh Hackman he's a working class actor he's, work, he's come up the ranks mate he's got there's darkness behind his eyes <laughs> he's seen something there's, there's a deadness there <laughs> Oh, he says don't call me Hugh well, and then, then you go watch should I call you and he just goes
0: Hackman <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because they, they are I mean they're poles apart I mean we did beardies versus baldies once <laughs> because believe it or not listeners the well doff run dry sometimes when you're looking for ideas to do it's particularly when you've done 238 episodes and can't, and a few bonuses as and well. a lot of bonuses in there mate you know we're, and we're getting older I'm at an age now where I'll text you an idea and you're like we did that I'm like did we fucking have it was a good idea doesn't matter was it good doesn't <laughs> matter <laughs> we don't have that many listeners they don't know <laughs> well, but sometimes we can go back and reinvent it fresh eyes. we get
1: getting older we have a greater appreciation you see as a kid I loved you know like massive films that would destroy seas and I'm getting older now I still love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> still, still, no. well, I was, so I came to Lincoln I live in Sheffield now. I came to Lincoln early and I, I went and sat with my dad put a film on and it was <laughs> 2012 and I remember loving 2012. The Roland Emmerich one? Yeah. What is with you and <laughs> Roland Emmerich? So Esther and I have a thing every Christmas we'll watch a Roland Emmerich film and I think well, I used to love 2012 when it came down. So I sat there and talked to my dad and I was like wow this film's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It gets to you mate. You get older. But I still love it. 10 on 10 film is amazing.
0: I uh, I haven't watched many films this week. I have been watching Luther mm. in preparation for Fallen Sun, the Netflix uh, Luther movie. So we'll talk about that probably next week. Yes. And also that gives it another week to be out because I think we're probably going to go into spoiler territory in that one. So it gives everyone a big heads up. But this week, Gene Hackman came about because... Gene Hackman has he's removed himself from the public eye um, and a couple of photos have been revealed over the last five or six years. Pre-pandemic, The were shots of yeah. him where he went to theatre, he went to go watch a show and
1: Paps got him and everyone was like, can't believe that's him. I mean, he's in his 90s now. He's in his 90s. So this, this photo came out, it's famously, I think he went to a shop, he's getting into his car, the internet was going crazy. There was, oh my God, it's a photo of Gene Hackman, he looks terrible, he looks so old. Is Hugh Jack, is, I've done it. I'm mm-hmm. the first one, I thought it was going to be you. Is Gene Hackman haunting a village somewhere i'm just gonna tell you now aaron we're getting older that's how time works leave the fucker alone as we're going to discuss he's got quite a good filmography and literally dicks on a lot of people he's gene hammond he's resolved the right to go in you know not flattering clothes and buy himself i don't know coffee a curry he buy whatever he wants leave the man alone it's called age happens it is, yeah. He's a man of people. He looks terrible. He's 91. He's 91. I mean
0: Fuck you. He's doing great. I mean, he, there's something in him and um, him and uh, Clint Eastwood's blood. I mean, they're both, I mean, obviously Clint Eastwood's still working um, you yeah. know, and, and making films, making some great movies in his in his later years.
1: And Do you think it's because as you get older, you just stop giving a shit? You're like, mm. I don't have to protect my legacy. I'll take that risk. Because I'll always maintain, Robert De Niro did that earlier. Robert De Niro completed Hollywood. And then he was just like, yeah, I'll be in Rocking Ball Winkle. Why not? I've done Godfather Part 2 I can do whatever I want and you will watch it everyone's got a death note James I'm so glad you mentioned that (laughs) and of course we are
0: going to talk about um, we're going to talk about Hugh Jackman as well so Jackman versus Hackman Uh, so we'll look at Jackman in the second half of the show I think we should start with Gene I think age before Australian beauty and um, you're right I mean Gene Hackman's filmography is extensive I will say I haven't seen all of Gene Hackman's movies.
1: So what I've noticed this week, going back through his filmography, I haven't seen a lot of the films that are considered some of his best. And I've seen some films. And Gene Hackman's really weird for me because of the age that I came to cinema. So I was born in the 80s, 86, but I didn't really get my Hackman until the 90s when Hackman Mm. was really not the leading man. He was a secondary role. He was the elder statesman. Um, The first time I ever saw Hackman, Was probably Crimson Tide the first time he made a massive statement on me. Crimson Tide, not a film that won Oscars, but I'm going to tell you now what a performance by Mm. Gene Hammond. The first time I sat watching the film, terrified not knowing who the villain was against the dead. If you look at the cast, Denzel Washington, James Gandolfini, Aragon, whose name I always fear, Vigo Mortensen, Mm. what a fucking cast and what a film. And he got me. He got me. He was like, who is this man? And then the 90s, as he's as he's calming down, slowing down. Obviously, he retired in 2004, years ago. Still talking about Hackman, though, still being the best. And that's it. He's the actor's actor. Oh, yes. I listen to one. a lot of
0: actors talk. I listened to an interview recently of Kevin Costner talking about Gene Hackman. Clearly
1: Massive was one of the most boring <laughs> interviews I've ever read. <laughs> well, are you Kevin Costner?
0: Yes. Yeah, well, Kevin Costner's going on about who like his greatest privileges to work with, and he, he does a credit to Gene Hackman. And I think that's quite frequent. I mean, I'm you know, my interaction with Hackman was probably 1998 Enemy of the State. That's a cracker as well. Like yeah. the ultimate paranoid person, but ultimately right. I remember seeing that and there was a, you know, like my dad and people, you know, more advanced in film at that. I mean, you know, cause I was young at the time, I was probably mm-hmm. like 11 at the time and you know, everyone being like, oh, that's Gene Hattman. He's, he's like a legend, you know, cause I'm in there like, oh, Will Smith, Will Smith's in awesome." Yeah, film, exactly. oh, Will Smith's and then they're all like, no, Hackman, like that guy is a living legend.
1: There seemed to be a thing as well is like in the 90s and the, especially the late mid 90s, he was the actor you worked with if you wanted to put someone, you know, on the fast track to A-list. Will Smith, you know, Enemy of the State, who do you get to act against this charismatic person? Get Gene Hackman in. Even Let's go as far as Owen Wilson, which is behind essentially, Enemy, behind lines. enemy lines. Yeah. It, the Lines. The film was got action and explosions. It's the storyline of one man trying to get another man home. Gene Hackman became like the figure that gets you popular Mm. you you want to be respected you do a film with Gene Hackman
0: yeah just like uh, Stallone did in the movie Ants
1: Never forget, Ants. Never forget. Um, <laughs> what cast Ants is though. I watched that a few months ago. What weird... Who sat around and went, do you know what's missing in Hollywood? What? Woody Allen should voice an Ant. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> who should be the enemy? Gene Hackman? Who should be Woody Allen's best friend? Sylvester <laughs> Sloan? Yeah. Who should he be trying to bang? <laughs> Jennifer Lopez? You are a gold, John. <laughs> John, what you're saying is gold. But, I mean, you're right. Talking about some somber cast, I mean, if
0: you just look at, you know, movies like Unforgiven, Get Shorty, Birdcage... Um, We were talking about Quick and the Dead. No, you were talking about Quick and the Dead. You're the only person who ever talked about (laughs) Quick and the Dead. Well, Tenenbaums, um, and then, what was it, Mexican, the Mexican. Mason's a great film.
1: Again, I I think if Hackman's attached, people sign up quickly. And I'll always bring it back to that really small film with Tom Jane Morgan Freeman called Under Suspicion, which is a film you haven't seen. I don't believe it was on any streaming sites. You should watch it. It's a tour de force of acting, probably one of the most underrated films in, I believe, 2000. I believe it was his second film before he retired. No one ever mentions Moose Front or whatever that was called. Mooseport with with Ray uh... Ray Romano. Yeah, and it killed his career. And he was just like,
0: you know what, I'm done. Hackman's like, I've completed film now. I've completed it. There's nothing more for me to do. There's no more Superman movies coming out.
1: Yeah, exactly. We didn't even mention that bringing Lex Luthor to life.
0: Yeah, Poseidon Adventure. We talked about this recently as well because we talked about the uh, the remake being one of the biggest flops of the last. 20-25 um, years that was a fun
1: episode to do I enjoyed that I did that was last week I that believe. was last week yeah yeah. getting to the root of why bad films happen it turns out Hollywood <laughs> so I'm going to let you lead on uh, on let's, Hackman let's talk about the Hackinator Gene Hackman was born Eugene Allen Hackman on January the 30th in 1930 in good old California he lied about his age so that he could enlist in the US Marine Corps and served four and a half years as a radio operator wow yeah, that's the Gene Hackman that we both love yeah Oh, sorry, I'm sniffly. You know, we're approaching the summer, so obviously I'm, I'm going to get ill because that's how my body works. In 1956, he joined the Pasadena Playhouse where he befriended future Hollywood star Dustin Hoffman. Brilliant. It's fair to say that no one else agreed that these pair would have a future in acting as classmates voted them the least likely to succeed. I want to see the rest of the people <laughs> in that fucking list. Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman, yeah, they'll never make it. <laughs> What a horse, right? And Hackman got the lowest score the playhouse had ever been given. An instructor once said that Hackman wouldn't amount to anything. During his time in the army, he was a glorified doorman and was told that he would never amount to anything as well there. So Hackman getting the negativity. Hackman's love of acting started when he was 10 years old and drove him. So we know that Hackman, he loves the negativity. And I've got a great quote here. He said, sorry, I apologise. Rejection motivated Hackman ha- uh, who once said it was more psychological warfare because I wasn't going to let these fuckers get me down. I insisted with myself that I would continue to do whatever it took to get a job. So pure resilience, mate. I like that. Proven wrong. Underdog. You've got nothing left to lose. There's no, there's no higher ground to stand, James, than the bottom of the pile. Exa- well, also, and it's something that kind of motivates him later when you find out that he wasn't maybe the best person to work with. Let's be honest, kind of a dick, a lot of people have said. However, you get when you open a bag of Hackman (laughs) Hackman started getting various small TV roles uh, such as Route 66 Tallahassee 7000 and Off-Broadway plays he first rose to prominence with his supporting role in the 1960 film Bonnie and Clyde which earned him his first Oscar award nomination which is a film I haven't seen he's a two-time Oscar winner though isn't he He he's a two-time winner Oscar and I believe he's been nominated two times as well he was nearly cast as Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch movie uh, sorry TV series but his agent talked him out of it bastard (laughs) We, mm. there is a universe out there in the Brady Bunch, mate, where Gene Hackman is the dad. Just weird. let that settle in. That is weird. Uh, Hackman's breakout role came in 1971 when he starred in the gritty police drama The French Connection. His portrayal of a tough-as-nails detective, Popeye Doyle, earned him an Academy Award for Best Actor and solidified his place as one of Hollywood's leading men. And then basically what you've got here is consistency. So when you Google him and you ask people, you ask the internet, what his stand-up role was. Gene Hackman was never looking for work. Gene Hackman was hard-working. Mm. When you look at his filmography, nary a film doesn't go where well, Hackman isn't there. It's, I mean,
0: that's incredible, isn't it? 1971 is his big breakout. And but now- his, his IMDb up until that point, it, theres I mean, and these could be bit roles, these could be yeah. small parts, these could be cameos. Um, But still, I, I mean, worked with a lot of actors, had a lot of experience under his belt in TV and in film. And then to land French Connection and think, oh, this is, you know, like his filmography is pretty outstanding, to be fair. He
1: is he's one of the best. And also, I wasn't to there are films on this list that I'm going to mention that you haven't seen that you should see. For me, I need to go see Bonnie and Clyde. Throughout the 1970s and 80s, Hackman continued to deliver powerful performance in a wide range of films. He starred in The Conversation, Superman, The Poseidon Adventure, A Bridge Too Far, Uncommon Valour, and criminally underrated Miniz- <clears throat> Mississippi Burning. His portrayal of FBI agent Robert Anderson in Mississippi Burning earned him yet another nod for the Academy. Didn't get this one. But it's in the 90s. In the 90s, Hackman starred in some of the most memorable films, including The Firm, Crimson Tide, Get Shorty and The Birdcage. He also played a retired baseball coach in the classic sports drama Hoosers, which earned him yet... Another nomination. And everyone who's worked on Hoosier said what a pleasure it was to be with Gene Hammond. So that's obviously Sicano Reeves' film, isn't it? I
0: haven't seen Hoosiers, no. I know uh-huh. some of the films that you've, you've gone over, though. I mean, A Bridge Too Far, Superman. We're probably going to talk about that in a moment. That, yeah.
1: French Connection 2. Don't think I ever saw it. That's one where I'm fairly certain as revenge, he gets at the criminal, French criminal gets him hooked on heroin. Right. And it's basically, oh, Tour de Force, of him smashing mm. the room. I always get them confused because I saw them both at the same time, and since I've only ever seen one again, yeah, it's one of those films that I saw too young, mate, and I didn't know what was going on. Turns out, heroin <laughs> and Young Frankenstein as well. Young Frankenstein, where he plays a blind blind man, blind man. Um, so skipping some of the films, we will get to them in a sec. Hackman's final film appearance was in two thousands. Welcome to Mooseport. However, he has continued to keep busy in the literary world, having authored several books, including. Payback at Morning Peak, Escape from Andersonville, and Justice for None. Throughout his career, Hackman has won numerous awards, including two Academy Awards, four Golden Globe Awards, and a Screen Actors Guild Award. However, he has always missed the Elusive Award, MTV Best Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) He has also been nominated for numerous other awards and accolades, and his performances have left an indendible mark. On the world of cinema, Gene Hackman's contributions to the film industry have been nothing short of extraordinary. He was a versatile actor with incredible range, and his performances have captivated audiences for decades. And I hope will do. Just because an actor has retired, please celebrate their work. Go back. <clears throat> I've noticed that people kind of reluctance to go back to the seventies. Mm. There are some great films in there that you you kind of you don't even have to seek out. They are awesome films, but it's because it's like nearly fifty years ago now. No, he is fifty years ago. We're dead. We're just like anything that no, fifty. That no, we don't want any part of it. It's it's, it's a sad sight
0: of a fish. So you you, you use a word there, versatility. Yes, to describe Gene Hackman. Mm. Like I mean, I see Gene Hackman in drama very much. Yes, you know, he's he's if, 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 three words to describe Hackman. I'd probably say his presence is is quite often stern, mm. authoritative. Mm. Um, he plays the straight man.
1: You see, that's why I would have thought when I was looking at it, and I certainly put, see that. But I'll tell you one thing. I think he'd like to take a risk. Mm. And I'll always go, and I didn't want to do this because you'd probably go. I'd go Ants. Or I'd go Lex Luthor. Tenenbaums? Tenenbaums is a big one, but that's more your wheelhouse. Mm. (laughs) So I'll I'll let you have that. But I I think when you, if you hear the name Gene Hackman, you think, oh, he was Stern, he was a rough he liked and it's gonna sound really stupid he was a physical actor like he liked to labour around one of the things I remember about Popeye was Popeye didn't run like a cop he ran like a man mm. <laughs> he was like buggered he was. Like, he had indigestion and you could tell <laughs> he wasn't afraid to feel his feelings I um, yeah sorry Um. no carry on I, I think Unforgiven
0: Yeah. is I, I think nine times out of ten, you say Jackman. I'm going Unforgiven before I go Lex Luthor mm. because because Superman's been done so much, so many times now. He has now. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, don't get me wrong. I think you would have gone. Oh, yeah, Lex Luthor is Gene Hackman, but but I think I also massively, my mind is probably going straight to Unforgiven in terms of the role. I think of. All Western. I I had the uh, the quick and the dead on on video growing up, yeah. and I watched that film a lot. And that had a big casting. I mean, that's Russell Crowe, <laughs> Sharon Stone had young um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio yeah. as his son in it who weirdly they still have a shoot off against each other
1: well why wouldn't they yeah, I know it's a western mate <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he I, I remember you, you know the scene when he beat the shit out of Richard Harris in, um, yes. in Unforgiven one of my favourite
1: films I uh, I genuinely think he might have actually beat the shit out of him it's very very graphic <laughs> you see to me what's great about that performance is that not even the bit where he beats the best out of him it's, it's when he's telling the author like how bad a guy mm. he is. That's like, it's like he's tearing him down before he then physically tears him down. He's like, I'm going to beat piss at you, but before I do, this is the person that I'm going to do it to. And it's kind of like a retelling of the legend, which mm. which corresponds brilliantly to the story of Unforgiven, which is a story about legends. You know, uh, Arthur Mutty, I think, I can't remember Clint Eastwood's character. He's the legendary person, the outlaw, mm. but turns out he's a bad guy. And I love how Unforgiven flips it. And the good guy. Is the outlaw and the bad guys to sheriff who just wants order. Yeah. And so I really think it's brilliant. Uh, one of hallmark one of the hallmarks of Gene Hackman's performance is his ability to convey complex emotions with subtlety and nuance. <clears throat> he often plays characters who are struggling with internal conflicts or moral dilemmas, and he portrays these strugglings with a raw and unflinching honesty. Talking about films like The Conversation, I'm talking about that 70s era where Gene Hackman was king of the mountain and he could do no matter what he did he was churning out some of the greats
0: absolute power
1: absolute power is an absolutely Mm. phenomenal film
0: yeah I think that's one of those where his acting chops really come into the limelight. Because playing the president in that, yes, you, you're not going to get the act... Unlike nowadays, where you where you probably have got a, a president who will fire a rocket launcher, you know, with Chan Tatum or, or whatever <laughs> incarnation we've back got. Back then,
1: the, the president was murdering mate, but, you know. Yeah, I mean,
0: but, but back then, it was about the acting chops, wasn't it, to yes. portray that character. And yeah, I, I think that was one of his best roles as well. I mean, he's up there with ants, is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Another ability of Hackman is to create unforgettable characters that stick with the audiences long after they have left the cinema. He brings a depth and complexity to his roles that make them feel fully realised and three-dimensional. And finally, Hackman is a master of timing and pacing. He knows how to deliver a line for maximum impact, and he has a sense of rhythm and pacing that keeps viewers engaged and invested in the story. And what I mean by that is, Hackman is not the starring role of a film that you'll see, Mm. but he is the lasting impression that you'll remember of it. And I will always go to Unforgiven. There's two legends. of, the, of, of filming. There's Morgan Freeman, there's Clint Eastwood, but you come out of there thinking about Little Bill Daggett. You come out of there thinking about Gene Hackman. Mm. Mate, he goes up against fucking Superman and you come out there thinking like, why can't Lex Luthor say the word nuclear? <laughs> it's it's really stupid. Uh, overall, Gene Hackman's performances are marked their intense, uh, for their intensity and depth. He's a true master of his craft and his work will continue to inspire inspire and entertain audiences for generations to come. It is my hope.
0: I think that point as well, you're right. I mean, you look at the film like The Mexican, you know, a film that has got Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, James Gandolfini. I love, I love Gandolfini, Gandolfini signing. Oh yeah. And, and that <laughs> is a good Gandolfini film as well. His his scenes with Julia Roberts are some of the best scenes in that film. Yeah, I like that. And I like Brad Pitt when now he's, now he's completely comfortable with that quirky, Action hero, you look at a film like Bullet Train where it plays into his strengths, but the Mexican I found I thought for Brad Pitt was a kind of an awakening awakening of that ability to do yeah. that, you know. And um, but Hackman towards the end of that movie fucking domineers this <laughs> screen, and you've got a wealth, a caliber of experienced actors in that film. And I was it's so weird, I was talking about the Mexican yesterday randomly <laughs> because it was talking about random things in films, and that film starts with. Uh, Brad Pitt's character is is with that guy and a and they're at a Mexican event where everyone's firing guns in the air in celebration and randomly a bullet falls down and kills the bloke that he's with and oh, triggers yeah. the whole thing. And it's a freak like, Oh my god, I can't believe that happened kind of and then it, it starts it. Yeah, and so that's why I was talking about, you know, films that are triggered by you know a random event or a, or a small event that turns into a big problem, Um and I was like, yeah, Gene Hackman
1: was in that movie. I always forget Gene Hackman was in that film. But you know what? I, I don't want really, I, I don't want this to be sound as grandiose as it's going to sound. Gene Hackman, I uh, I've always said this, and we've always had this, this has always been the unofficial discussion. But we have mentioned in previous episodes that Gene Hackman is was at his time was probably the best actor in the world but wasn't the best A-lister. He wasn't the massive celebrity because he mm. was quite private. However, you never came out of a film going, well, Gene Hammond really screwed the pooch on that one, did he? Yeah, he's <laughs> He never well. said that. He was consistent and he was consistent in films that, like the Mexican, he's very good in the Mexican. Fuck me, mate. I'm going to say something now that's going to like, you're going to completely go off heartbreakers with Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Lofuna. He's so funny in it. He's mm. brilliant as the old Taco, uh, a taco, uh, tobacco salesman who basically dies before yeah, you, Sigourney Weaver can get a hawks into him. He's still brilliant in that. In a film where you think, it's fucking heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, and actually I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking for the comedy in this work. Because yeah, Because when Ants you say versatile, I'm like, I can see the drama, I can see the action, I can see, you know, the... Um, you know the serious roles, but I was looking for, and I suppose Lex Luthor is fun to a degree.
1: I I've actually put it down to I know we we're going to talk about filmography, but I've got a top five of what I consider. My personal favourites. I'm not saying they're the best. They're the personal favourites because I haven't seen all of Gene Hammond's films.
0: Before you do that, because I think that's yeah. good, good. I think that's naturally where we're going to go. Mm. And I've done the same for Hugh Jackman. Oh, then
1: that's the I mean, Hammond versus the Jackman needs a top five, mate.
0: Well, I've done a three, but I'll, I'll, I'll easily do five because there's enough. <laughs> if you just right. had. Just, <laughs> I was going to say Van Helsing, mate, but not even as a joke, that wouldn't work. Um, but with uh, Gene Hammond, can you imagine? Let's just play like fantasy for a moment. Oh, I love a bit of fantasy, mate. If. If he started his career, you know, if he was born later and let's say we had Hackman now in his fifties, that, that prime, prime, Hackman, prime Hackman, where he could still play the lead, but he could also play the president, but he could also play a, a, a veteran. It's he to say it. He yeah. could also play an ant. He could play an ant at the same time. <laughs> um, but we live in a world where there's four Marvel movies and a DC movie coming out every week. And yes, he did do Superman.
1: Oh, weirdly, you, I don't
0: think he do it now. Do you think you'd roll no. in a, a, the kind of the um, the John Hurt kind of um, <sighs> level of like, oh, I'm just, I'm, you know, or, or no. Harrison Ford's
1: now coming into the MCU? I think Gene Hammond would, would stay clear of that. And, mm. and it's really funny that we say, well, he was in Superman. He was in the first superhero, probably like big film. He was the villain. He was in it so much. He's like, he was in three of the four films. I, I think, think his name Hall. pops up as well, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Before, but um before- I don't what was his name? Bless him. I think. Um, I think you.
1: I don't know. You did too. Welcome to Mooseport. So he is a whore. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think mean, he that. had to go out of high, didn't he? I think he. He Robert De Niro. It. He'd. He'd stay out of it. He'd do films that like he likes, but he wouldn't do. Mm. He would show up in an indie comedy. He would Bill Murray it, but he would be like Bill Murray. But he yeah. Bill Murray it. Again, I've just realized Bill Murray was that man too though <laughs> Man three.
0: three, yeah. Oh. But, um, no, yeah, sorry, Christopher Reese isn't Superman. Uh, I was just searching for his name. I'm pretty certain Hackman's name pops up in the, in the credits. It, it would, though. It's Hackman. <laughs> it's it's what, what is it? It's
1: um, Jack Nicholson treatment. It's like you might be Batman, but who gives a shit? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackman's the same. Who's, who's playing the villain? Yeah, Jack uh, Nicholson. Uh, Nicholson, sorry. Yeah,
0: I, but that, that's a yeah, the
1: Bill Murray. Can you imagine Bill Murray? Actually, I'm fairly soon, Marlon Brando's name comes up before fucking. Christopher Reeve. I know. I know his paycheck did. I'm, like, I'm just saying, if you're Marlon Brando, you've won. You've got like a million pound for thirty seconds worth of work. See ya uh, Yeah. <laughs> Can you come back for Siegel? No, <laughs> you've already paid me. Get to fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's weird, is it? I think um, I was. I was, what was I listening to an interview as well today? Um, oh, there's was another one was about trying to work with Marlon Brando and got offered The Godfather, but then turned it down. An idiot. Oh, it was Jack Nixon. Oh, Jack, Jack, Nixon. Nixon. Jack Nixon was offered the role and this is an interview that's emerged from like the 80s with Jack Nixon where uh, he was talking about like he got the script and he wanted to because he wanted to work with Brando boy, 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 yeah. but then he read the script and the script he had there was no scenes with Marlon Brando and uh, what would be the Al Pacino oh, character yeah. um well oh, that's a, that's, it was that's Michael a... and um and, and he also said he needs to go to an Italian actor as well. So Jackman was like, I don't, you know. So you even- go
1: to James Caarne, <laughs> famous American.
0: Well, James Caarne's adopted. He's,
1: he's the surrogate, isn't he, in that family? No, that's Tom Hagen. That's uh, oh, well, he's isn't Yeah. yeah it's, Apparently it's a thing that when you find out James Caarne's actually Italian, he, 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 he was sad. I don't know why. It's, mm. It comes to that debate. It, it, that we probably not. James can't. The, We're probably, probably not ready. For. The, the problem with
0: the Godfather is the, the scene where he has to beat the shit out of the uh, his sister's uh, partner. What you he's mean? The most gr- unconvincing <sighs> fight scene you've ever seen. It's not good. It's not good. You can clearly see he's nowhere near attacking that man.
1: And and of course, he's still more probably, he probably getting be. shot
0: though. <laughs> well, he's still being shot. right like He's now, isn't still he? being shot. Um, yeah, I, I mean, let's go then. Hatman, Hatman, top five. I mean, for me, I'm going on for because this, this is your section, but I'm yeah. saying Unforgiven is it, definitely in my top. Um,
1: probably going French Connection. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he, he Popeye is one of cinema's greatest characters. He's up there with one of the best detectives on the screen. Yeah, and um, probably probably Superman. I'm going to go there. With my three. I'm I, glad I, you I, went I, there. I
0: wanted to throw Quick and the Dead in. <laughs> I'm not going to, because I know that you you won't talk to me ever again.
1: (laughs) Number five, I actually went with Superman and its sequels. Critics have argued that Hackman's Luther is too cartoonish and not menacing enough. And while he brings a sense of humour to the role, he's not the most intimidating version of the character. To that I say, so what? (laughs) He was the first. Who are you comparing him to? (laughs) When when you're saying that, though, when you're saying that, are you including the fourth one? Quest for Peace? Nuclear (sighs) Man? I'd like to point out that Hackman is so good that Hackman voices Nukleman Is he that good or is it just that the original actor is that bad Which I'm just saying which is really funny because you notice that he cannot say the word nuclear He says nuclear He cannot say the word nuclear And Hackman is hilarious Um, Again it's the chemistry that makes this a powerhouse performs the great dialogue as the man stands toe to toe with a god and I—that's something that you've got got to remember. Lex Luthor's a human; Superman could snap him like a twig. Mm. But you always think that Lex Luthor's got the upper hand. So I, he was cartoonish, and that would not be made now. I don't care. It was made in seventies. It's a great film, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that it's that Lex one Luthor where,
0: where, Lex, where he's skiing in his in his building. Yep, <laughs> I used to like that scene actually, as
1: a kid. <laughs> this, this, my favorite scene is—it's it, not my favorite scene in the fourth one—is when he how he makes Nuclear Man, which is <laughs> he gets. He gets that strand of hair, that unbreakable hair that's holding up the weight, mm. and he cuts it with some scissors. And then you argue, well, how is the hair? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then he- Don't question he, it. He attached it to some nuclear weapons, mate. He throws it into the sun, and that's how babies are made. <laughs> <laughs> so number five, I've actually gone there. Number four, Gene Hackman playing Captain Frank Ramsey. Hackman's portrayal of Ramsey from the film Crimson Tide is uh, a complex and Multifaceted. On the one hand, he's a seasoned veteran who has seen his share of conflicts, but it's his, it's the end of his generation. Denzel Washington is the thinking captain. He's the future. Mm. It's old Navy versus new Navy. Uh, on the other hand, he's also a man struggling with his own doubts and fears. There's a new... The problem is, so if you haven't seen Crimson Tide, very quickly, they're in a the submarine. They're ready to... Uh, when you say out loud now, it's worrying how close it is to real life. There's some tyrants in, in Russia. No. <laughs> they're, they're worried they're going to get, in like something like 12 hours, they're going to get their hands on the nuclear code and they're going to go fucking mental and nuke the tits off the planet. So as Gene Hackman's up to it. Unfortunately, they lose communications with the outside world and then basically it's a uh, Civil War film inside a submarine. You've got the new, the new actors led by Denzel Washington who believe by the book we shouldn't launch these weapons. We've got to get communications first. And Hackman has his orders. His mm-hmm. Hackman's in 12 hours which, by the way, was 11 hours ago, so you've got one hour. Nuclear war is going to happen, strike first. You've got great dynamic, and they don't want to kill each other. It was the first time I was watching a film, and I was unsure who the villain was. I remember being a child going, I'm not supposed to like this guy. He's got a dog that he carries with him, Jack Russell. He talks about loyalty. The final stare down, the climax of the film, is they're both sat next to each other. They're both sat opposite each other talking. Mm. about horses mm. whilst they're waiting for communication to come. Hackman brings gravitas and intensity to the role that make Ramsey a formidable presence on screen. He's a man who commands respect and inspires inspires fear and Hackman conveys this with his facial expressions his body language and how he delivers his words with a crisp tart infliction it's like you do not fuck with Ramsey uh, one of the standout scenes in the film is a tense confrontation between Ramsey and his executive officer played by Denzel Washington the two actors great, have a great powerful chemistry yeah. screen it, every time they're on screen Hackman uses one of the chefs has a heart attack when there's a fire in a galley Hackman uses this because he's old school to run drills because there's tension Denzel Washington disagrees they have an argument it's so good if you haven't seen Crimson Tide, it's on Disney. Plus. Do, do you think though
0: that a submarine is the most unsexy place to make a film nowadays?
1: It is, but what's really weird is after I watched Crimson Tide, I watched the film down Periscope with Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least you didn't
0: watch uh, Hunter Killer with no, um, I've no, never watched Hunter Gerald Killer Butler <laughs> where, swerving around mine
1: where, mine's. where he doesn't kill a uh, deer out of respect because that's honest, right because he's, he's got
0: because <laughs> he's got two levels to him James
1: because he's got I was like oh if I kill him I will have to look after his kids <laughs> no <laughs> no I, I think submarine films nowadays I I, 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 I like to point can... out submarine films is genuinely one of my favourite locations to do it but, but I haven't seen a decent submarine film in so long was,
0: was there a did Tom Hanks do one
1: on Apple TV, or was that just a boat? Oh no, I don't remember that one. I don't know. I didn't see it, but um, I know that they tried the BBC drama had a murder on a boat, which I was really looking forward to watching. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it turned out that was bollocks.
0: Yeah, I I don't know with because I mean you've got the stand scenes. You need someone looking for a periscope. Yes. Needs a sweaty uh, sonar. Oh, operator. so sweaty. You need a scene where they go to the lower decks and someone's loading a load of torpedoes and yes. someone goes fire the torpedoes. Everyone smokes. It was, like, like, yeah. there's no no smoking section <laughs> and they never show any room that looks remotely comfortable
1: yes there's only there's, there's, so the captain's quarters looks like the only place you could maybe have another person as long as they weren't you know mm. too big well, Crimson Tide, mate, if it's on Disney+, it's a great watch. It was so good to go about. It ages perfectly. It's such a good film. Uh, number three, I've joined you with Jimmy Popeye Doyle. Winning the Oscar for Best Actor, it really wasn't hard to see why. He delivers a a powerhouse performance that can be described as explosive, making Doyle one of the most famous police detectives from the big screen. The role requires Hackman to use all of his strengths, the hunched over posture, the shuffling movements and his gruff voice. You remember Popeye for his voice. You also remember Popeye for, obviously for the famous car chase scene. And dressed up as mm. Santa Claus at a of the movie Sadicles, yeah, yeah. thus making The French Connection a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. Um, Doyle uh, the character is a rough around the edges and though prone to acts of violence at his core Doyle is a skilled detective working the case of his life making wrong decisions at the wrong time because actions have forced him into it. Hackman does a great sorry Doyle is a great character of the events being completely out of his control and him trying to use every means in his hand to try and grasp the opportunity to get rid of this mastermind. It's a great story of a criminal mastermind being brought down by your everyday cop which is really good. They have yeah. to go that extra way. And if you haven't seen The French Connection, I will to be friends with you. <laughs> it's just a great film. Uh, number two. This one was hard, mate. This one, this one was hard. Little Bill Daggett, number two from Forgiven. Transforming the Western genre, the sheriff was n- was now the villain transforming he's and also ending ending the western so famously Unforgiven written and directed by I don't know if he wrote he, I think he wrote part of it Clint Eastwood Clint
0: Eastwood he bought, he bought the rights didn't he he bought the rights in like 1990 well. or something and yeah. sat on it for two years
1: he wanted this film to basically bookend like a type of film that he was famous for actually I think he had I think he sat on it for about 10 years I'm sure he had, it for, sure, while, he he had it, he? it for a while and he was marinating because mm. I like people was, say he's waiting no he was marinating he was marinating an <laughs> age he knew <laughs> he, was, he wanted this he festering <laughs> Um, it, it Basically the sheriff is thirst for justice Leads to a brutal beatdowns And murder To protect what he is what he thought was right mm. In Little Bill We see Hackman Fully immerse himself Bringing a sense of depth And complexity To a role That could have been written As one dimensional So in a western The the villain Is just bad But you get a reasoning Standout performance here Is a scene that he shares With English actor uh, Harris <clears throat> So, Where Rich Harris is being Followed around He's sort of a god. He's a Western legend. He's an elderly. He's in the prime of his life now getting comic books made about him. He is the equivalent now of a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Gene Ackman basically recognises him, shits on him from a great eye, <laughs> beats piss out of him in in a tense 3 action. And do you know what I never realised about the film? He sends him away on a train. I thought yeah. he killed him. I no, couldn't no. remember that he doesn't kill him because that's not what he needs. And then uh, he holds his own against Clint Eastwood and his impassioned speech... Uh, lives long in the memory of this masterpiece from cinema. Uh, Again, Unforgiven is a great film. We put it in a vault years ago. Mm. It's a phenomenal film. And with all these people, Clint Eastwood, you could argue, I know John Wayne created the Western genre, but Clint Eastwood perfected it. We all remember the spaghetti Westerns. We remember the sound. We remember Clint Eastwood, the stranger with no name. We remember coming into town, playing families off against each other. But when you watch this film, you remember the end scene mm. where Gene Echman has a gun in his face and he couldn't give a flying fuck. He's like, he'll have two shots. As soon as he shoots him, kill him. Mm. Doesn't care. And then it's the Clint Eastwood line of, it's like, maybe you shouldn't decorate your saloon with my best friend because don't forget Morgan Freeman's in the scene. Yeah, yeah. He's hanging. No, he's in the front in, window, in, isn't he? No, he's, he's in the coffin, by the way. It's in the coffin front window because he's decided to decorate his bar mm. with more. Well, let's be honest, mate. If you and I are a bar someone's <laughs> offering a more free, we probably <laughs> we'd probably take that as well.
0: And yeah, how long's it been out? <laughs> also, I, that it's really sinister that, like, in Western times where it's like they'd put a body in an open casket to be like, not this could be you. <laughs> yeah. Or also, look how comfortable these caskets look. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, they sell themselves at that point. And number one, mate. Ants! I, I can't believe you put an ants in number one. Well, I'm just going to
1: say you would not believe the story. No, it well, is... it's
0: good. Hold on, it's, it's, it, it, Mississippi Burning. It could, I, I, I believe you're a fan. Francis am Dermot William Defoe yes. fan. Um, it's not going to be the firm because you're not a Tom Cruise. I'm lover. not a Tom Cruise fan. Um, it's not going to be Get Shorty because he's not a big enough role in it. No. Absolute Power. I do know you're in. I love Absolute Power. Movie, it could be enemy of the state because I know how much you like uh, Will Smith, regardless
1: of uh, what punches. he's done. You heard he's back on fucking Twitter or something moaning about the media that Chris. Wrote. It's like, Shut up! Mm. This story's not even old. <laughs> it's it's in this story. it's not new anymore. But it's also not old enough to bring it back. Shut up! No one cares. I really, it's it's not
0: gonna be. um... Thingy, the quick and the Dead, because you've already uh, hinted at there's, that. There's too much, Sharon <laughs> I I don't know. And you've already
1: had Superman, so I don't know what you're going to pick as your number one film. I don't know if you've seen it. I believe it's 1971, because I've actually only written one sentence. I cannot put into words how much I love this film and role. He plays Harry Cole in the film The Conversation, where he plays a paranoid man who goes around. His job is uh, he records conversations, and it's it's a great murder mystery but he gets paranoid someone's listening to him a lot of the film screen time is hackman acting against nothing mm. the end scene where he smashes his house up spoilers looking for a recording device because he's been played or I have has he this i have seen this gene yeah, hackman yeah. is one best mustache i think i've ever seen in a i was going to say do you like your i like ha- my gene Hammond with yeah. mustache i'm just saying if gene Hammond's not in this film one there'll be no film but i'm saying if you replaced mm. him with someone else Gene Hackman this is the film if you don't know if you like Gene Hackman you watch The Conversation no one could play that role Mm. no one could be that paranoid his role and the fact that there's there's nothing behind him like he's a very stoic character he tells lies no one gets close to him but that's because he's paranoid in the events of the past he's been betrayed and so he never lets anyone in Gene Hackman mate the hackinator the hackinator that's where he comes from it's the conversation a phenomenal film that doesn't come up you know it wasn't my understanding was he wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for this. He should have been. This is my favourite Gene Hackman film. It is, mate, it's not even words. It's, oh, it's Hackman. <laughs> mate, when you come out of it, whatever you've got number one has to go against one of the best two hours of film I've ever seen. The conversation, by the way, after re-watching it, has gone up the list possibly into my top 10 wow that's how that's an accolade that is an accolade Um, if you're listening and you're a Gene Hackman fan
0: do let us know what your top 3 top 1 top 5 however you want to do it but let us know what your Gene Hackman favourites are
1: also we do need to settle on this is it the Hackinator the Hackman Hackaroo we need an official Mm. nickname for the Hackinator I do like the I think it's the Hackinator I do think it is yeah and the Jackmans can be not Hackman (laughs)
0: Yeah, very, I mean, very, very different turn then if we would look at the Australian <laughs> heartthrob uh, that is Hugh
1: Jackman. Can, can we? Can I guess, because I haven't researched Jackman, but he's Australian, so it means it must have been neighbours are home and away. I'm going home and away. Neither, James. Oh, what? He didn't cut his teeth in, in not, uh, Australian not soap in operas. It's not Australian.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. fake. Well, and, and he's first generation Australian because his parents immigrated over. The, both his parents were £10 poms, moving over in the 1960s, uh, 1950s to Australia. Um as part of resettlement efforts after 1945 and World War II. Um, and yeah, so he is one of, I believe, four siblings, um, the youngest of which... Um, two of which were born in the UK. So yeah, he's a first-generational Australian in that family. But born uh, Hugh Michael Jackman on the 12th of October in 1968 in Sydney, Australia. 54-year-old stage and film career, started in 1994, and he's most commonly known for X-Men and his portrayal of Wolverine. Still in the Guinness Book of Records, I think, for portraying the character the most in a film.
1: When he was cast, do you remember... Because this is an inside joke that you and I have had for years, and I'm sure it's come on this podcast. Do you remember who the original choice for Wolverine was based on size? Uh,
0: there's right. So a lot of people said Bob Hoskins. Yes. On the internet.
1: Yeah. I know Russell Crowe was the first offered it. Russell Crowe. That's who I
0: was going to say because yeah.
1: there's no way your fucking Fox film, and you go who was that guy that played the Italian in that great film Hmm. that was well universally received Uh, Bob Hoskins yeah yeah, Bob Hoskins yeah I know I mean there's the thing is there's this Deadpool
0: movie coming out with with Jackman in it yeah which sounds weird because it's the third Deadpool movie the first Deadpool movie was great internet sensation second one was okay it It had some great cameos in it it was funny it wasn't the best he was movie, too self aware by this point. It was, it was yeah. it
1: tickled, it, it was just on the edge of too meta.
0: I did like um, having uh, Thanos in it, yeah. But I think the uh, obviously meaning Josh Boland, but I, you know, he's got his hands on the time machine. It does look like he's going to be pissing about with timelines. That's how they're going to get Jackman. Rumor is that we get loads of Jackman in it. We get all the different uh Wolverines that he's played, different timelines. So we get the Logan, Logan. we may also get Future Past, and we may also get. First class and fuck knows I can never remember how the X-Men movies go. Um uh, they go from great to dog shit. But I really hope we also get Daniel Radcliffe as because uh, there's in there rumours, isn't there, about it. Radcliffe doing it, Taryn Edgerton doing it. Um I think Taryn Edgerton's probably the the knockdown. I mean one, that would be a segue to the new yeah. uh X-Men, to the new Wolverine character. But it would be funny if uh, we got all the kind of internet versions of, you know, and obviously Bob Hoskins is no longer with us, but that would have been a perfect one, that wouldn't would have been it? Like a, a Logan that is Bob Hoskins, just <laughs> with a cigar. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that and bringing that portrayal in. And he said in an interview recently, he's kind of gone back to it because I think Chris Hemsworth is catching up with that record for the amount he of time is, he's he played for. Thor, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, in the different like, and also I think he wants to keep doing it, doesn't he? He's like, no, why will I not be Thor? I enjoy doing it. You, so,
0: well, after the last one and the reviews of
1: the last of four movie, and Taka Watiti now saying he's not coming back, I would imagine though that if you wanted to be Thor for so long and if you kind of made your career, let's be honest, Chris Hemsworth when he was cast, it was like who? Mm. I imagine he would not want to go out. On a poorly received one he'd be like no, nah, I'll come back for an epic one
0: well I think he'll come back in some kind of Secret Wars yeah, uh, you know big Endgame style movie just again to be part of that because you'll he? break the billion you yeah. know it be one of the biggest movies of all time Why wouldn't you want it on your CV um, fucking but- you, mate
1: imagine this though instead of it's Hackman <laughs> mate Hackman,
0: I do love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and certainly with my introduction to Hugh Jackman was definitely
1: as as Wolverine. I think everyone's was because he came out of nowhere. I remember him being cast, down and be like, I don't even know who that is. Mm. So.
0: Other, other films, sorry, include Van Helsing, Movie 43, The Prestige, Prisoners, Great Showman, Reminiscent, Australia, um, Les Miserables, Lay Mis, Les Miserables, um, Swordfish. <laughs> the singing one. <laughs> Jean, the other singing one. <laughs> Jean Valjean. Um, Real Steel, Flushed Away, Missing Link, and Rise of the Guardians. Obviously, some of his voice acting credits as well. He's Grammy Award winner, Golden Globe winner, and Academy Award nominee. Jackson's approach to acting Uh, is very much influenced by the directors he gets to work with quoting directors are like parents they give you freedom and boundaries there must be trust to enable the director to get the best out of you the last thing you want captured on screen is
1: doubt so I have a question does that mean Hugh Jackman or the director is to blame for Van Helsing good point (laughs) I feel everyone is (laughs) I feel everyone
0: right feel the way down
1: to... We, the, the audience, audience. yeah, well, We supported that. To the cinemas that played it. I think we're all guilty in this one. i am got to um, say, though, I was so fucking hyped for that film. It's like, it's, G- it's Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman at the time was fucking Red hot, yeah. mate. It's like, he can do no wrong. Vampires? Fuck yeah. No, he. Pl- everyone forgets this. He plays an angel. <laughs> He's an angel that fell from Earth. He's you're, Gabriel you're the angel. You're right. I did try and forget that, James. Yeah, you did. <laughs> The worst thing about Van Helsing
0: is I tried to watch it last year. Yeah. In, we did an episode that was like, is it as bad as we remember? And yeah. I got 20 minutes in, I went, yeah, it is. Said, yeah, it is. It's as bad as I remember. It's
1: somehow worse. I remember being in the cinema, like, really angry. Like, and it's just a film. I love that. I love it at the end. Everyone forgets this is about at the end. Um, she's dead. Yeah, yeah. But she comes hey, back, back like before like, in the yeah. clouds and gives him a point. <laughs> I, just remember Fucking back I, I was
0: at that age as well where I, I was really getting into monsters the universal monster thing and you know i was like really excited because that's like frankenstein and, and vampires and all that kind of stuff and van helsing and jekyll and hyde were gonna be oh, yeah. in it and uh, christ careful what you wish for <laughs> yes jesus oh jackman's traits include playing characters that lack ego humble honest hu- uh, hungry and eager uh he goes on to quote, look after casts as they look after you. He's big in Australian filmmaking, uh, treats everyone apparently with respect on set. It quotes them as being family, you know, the crew, um, you know, being everyone in that uh, casting Inclu- is, is inclusive.
1: Important. I imagine, do you know what, if you were having a bad day on set and you were just like the gripper, yeah. he would still come over and go, You're all right, mate, you don't seem like yourself. You know, Hankman would come over and Piss on you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just but I'm Hackman.
0: not my problem. Get it off my set. You
1: don't mess with my process.
0: But my link to Jackman and Hackman would be I do think Jackman is a golden, he's a modern day golden cinema actor because he sings, yeah. he dances, he is a good actor, he is versatile. You know, I, I think, you know, I challenged that with Jackman just to, uh, with uh, Hackman. Gene Hackman just to see what you'd come back with. But you know, you look at um, oh, no, I think that's, I, Jackman's versatility, he can do comedy, he can do action, he can do thriller and drama and musicals.
1: I was going to say, musicals is probably the big one, bringing an A-list there and, and kind of like bringing interest to the big screen. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest, before Les is I know there were some, and Esther's listening now, screaming, you forgot about this and that. And some way, all right, who's to blame? For Cats. <laughs> is he the maker of Cats? There's a huge Jackman for making musicals, like, back on mm-hmm. the big screen. So (laughs) yeah, when you look at Great Showman, that soundtrack was in the charts. That's what I mean. Hangman, that's actually a really good point. He's like the Renaissance. He is the modern day man because you take a film like he's not afraid to take the piss out of himself. Now I know film 43 was not well received and I I hated it. I Mm. thought it was bad. However, a few years later, he brought out the phenomenal Prisoners, where he plays a man like consumed by wanting answers about what happened to his his child. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest, that's a wide range, and you're right. And then a few years later, he's singing and he's dancing. He, he, there's not a lot of actors doing that. No,
0: he, he is he is versatile, I believe. He's um, again, his roles normally include him being a leader or a loner, uh, anti hero, most you know, quite often working class. His skills include being able to deliver dialogue heavy scenes, but also silent in his abilities, moting with his body, stance, frame. He's tall below, he's over six foot. I think he's quite a domineering force when he's on the screen. Prisoners is a great example of that is really when I lost it with the Academy Awards because it was the it was around the time where Hall didn't get accredited for his supporting role in that film and Jackman didn't get the role. Terence Howard's brilliant in that film as well. Yeah, I always you know. get Terence Howard in it. And Paul Dano <clears throat> is brilliant in that film. And then Nightcrawler came out. Oh, And Jack, and Gyllenhaal still didn't get an Oscar nom for that, which is...
1: I think that's the bigger fuck you, because Nightcrawler is one of the most, most... Lewis Bloom, that character, oh. is one of the
0: scariest characters ever created. That is up there with Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. Yes,
1: I don't disagree. That's, that's phenomenal. I, uh,
0: like, say what you like about that movie. <laughs> Gyllenhaal is that is one of the finest performances of creating a villain, um, you know, a despicable character that gets under your skin so quickly... And he's so convincing from the moment he's on screen to the moment that film finishes. Gillen Hall in Nightcrawler is one of the best performances on screen, and he wasn't even nominated for an Oscar that year. Fuck you, Oscars! Fuck I was
1: going to say, someone texted us today, didn't they? And asked us how we uh, why we didn't cover the Oscars. Well, I was like, well, if you ever listened to our show, you, we couldn't. You see the flight crash. <laughs>
0: um, when auditioning, Jackman goes in overly prepared. He treats an audition like the first rehearsal. Um,
1: That's awesome.
0: He's also uh, accredited to saying that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being nervous, which I think is also a brave thing. That's cool. You don't get a lot of A-lister actors now um, that oh I could Either piss they, myself they say, that, yeah, say that they're nervous say that they're afraid to do certain scenes or, or you know whatever it is and Jackman as well this is going to sound really weird his price tag isn't as pricey as what you'd think some of his movies have grossed over seven hundred and fifty million. Mm. Oh, he's, an, he's, he's a top A-lister yeah, yeah but his price tag's around the 9 million mark for a film I can't believe you just said that
1: in a sentence I know but <laughs> just, in comparison <laughs> he
0: yeah he's not that expensive he's 9 million but in comparison to say Leonardo DiCaprio oh god yeah you know which is I think uh, what's that tw- uh, 25 I think minimum what the fuck are you going to do Jim Carrey's you know? height 20 million a movie. Tom Cruise is That's nearly 50 million a movie to get him in it
1: I didn't know this did you know that Tom Cruise took a pay cut so they could afford Henry Cavill yeah it, so this is the, uh, uh, sorry Henry Cavill yeah in um, oh the in, Mission, in, Impossible. in the Mission Impossible yeah I no, no, yeah. just found that out the other day I thought that was amazing well, he's often
0: compared to the Tom Brady isn't he of the uh, Tom <laughs> yeah, Brady he taking that, cuts yeah. so they can get additional players uh, so that they win because the Super Bowl was more important than uh, than his annual uh, salary yeah,
1: sorry, sorry to Disraeli you no. I
0: will stop Russell Crowe was originally offered the role of Wolverine but recommended Jackman. Jackman, not knowing much about the comic book or the character, went into the auditioning acting like an animal. Literally on his all
1: fours being a Wolverine slash wolf. You see, do you know what got him, do you know what got him the role? It's when he went in the corner of the shit. They're like, that's what we need. It's when he lifted his leg up and Brian, licked his own ass. Bryan Singer was like, I want him. Yeah,
0: yeah so convincing. Um, this is a good quote. Acting is not about feeling good. It's not about having. Uh, sorry, it's about having a catharsis. It's about embodying a character and telling a story. That story might require you to feel uncomfortable, be weird, or upset. It's vital that you get outside your comfort zone. If you feel completely comfortable playing Hamlet for over three hours on stage, there is something wrong with you. It should be challenging, uncomfortable at points, and it's always re- okay to remember that that is fine. He's also an internet sensation. Uh, Jackman's off-stage personality. You look at his bromance with Ryan Reynolds, his charm with Suriya Mckellen and Patrick Stewart, or his love for George Clooney.
1: Hmm. I think
0: he's one of them people. Certainly, in the last five, well, probably ten years now, that's really created an online presence, yeah. mostly for probably his work with Ryan Reynolds in the banter that they have going backwards and forwards, and the work that that has done. I really do not think it was difficult to get a Wolverine Deadpool crossover movie. It's not. You know, it's not like it's not like going into the studio and being like, oh, can I have 50 million for this film? And they're like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I imagine they're like, yeah, how much do you need? Yeah, that's fine.
1: I, I, you know, I imagine it was, it was kind of teasing as well. I imagine it came down to the fact that Ryan Reynolds was like, I will not leave you alone until you say yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so- and Jamman probably wants to keep his title. I think, I think the since Logan as well, I do think superhero movies have gone up a step in terms of the silly money that the big ones make yeah Endgame really was a turning point for uh movies you know particularly the uh, superhero movies breaking that billion and easily as well yeah and and who knows i mean this could be a segue into jackman doing other wolverine characters particularly if it doesn't touch logan yeah if logan gets to stay dead which probably will be the case um you know and this is a different wolverine that we see um I mean, X-Men have varied from the timeline previously, so why not keep doing it? Question. What's Jackman's most financially successful film, James?
1: Um, oh, It's probably
0: The uh, Great Shaman. It's actually X-Men Days of Future Past, which made $748 million. Second was Logan, and third was X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse? Yep. Third's biggest successful, but include, uh, with Rotten Tomatoes, Logan is his highest performance with 94%. Then it's Bad Education and then it's X-Men Days of Futures Past.
1: I'd love to point out this is one where you always get confused. Dave, Days of Future Past is a good one. It's where they go back in time but there's both of them. That's the Dinklage one, isn't it? That's the Dinklage one where they send they send Wolverine back in time but then he goes missing for the final fight scene. Yeah. That's making him one important. They, they just they just piss him off into the lake, don't into they? Into the lake, yeah. Like, they
0: encase him in concrete and off you go. Yeah, we and don't then, need you anymore. Yeah. What we need <laughs> is Magneto spinning a load of rocks and not doing anything. Like they kept getting Michael Fassbender to do. Yeah.
1: Well, in, not in that one, in the next film, Apocalypse, which, oh, is his third, which is his third one, they enhance his powers and he decides, I used to spin metal, now I'll spin concrete. Yeah. <laughs> which is less impressive. So you've got- <laughs> Fucking builders can do that, mate.
0: So you've got the three- Obviously X-Men, X-Men, X2, and then Last Stand. Last Stand, yeah. Then you've got uh, the three Wolverine you movies. got the three Wolverines,
1: which I'd like to point out, one of them I do like, and then one of them's dog shit, and the other one's, eh. Oh, the first one's dog shit.
0: First one's dog shit. Yeah, the second the CGI, one. Because they didn't give him claws, The CGI'd everything. cgi the claws. Second, oh, and that's
1: when you've got, obviously, you've got Deadpool without a mouth in it. Like, have you ever read a comic book before? That was that one. That was that one. Original Deadpool one. And he's a brother one. with fucking sabretooth. And, and I think Will I Am's in it. He is. Fucking hell, mate! Why and, do what annoys me is I can't remember if I've seen some of Gene Hammond's greatest films, but I can remember that Will I Am was yeah. in a fucking X Men. Was Gambit in that film? Gambit was in that film. I thought they saw him in an alleyway. No, they do. They scene. have a fight. Yeah, I'm and trying then, to work out if it was Taylor Kitsch in it. Look, it could think, have been. It actually. might
0: Curse of Kitsch.
1: that curse continues.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not Shannon Tatum. I mean, he's he's been gunning for that movie for years, hasn't and he? he
1: was signed on for one at one point. So. No one's favourite. Why third- don't understand this? He won that film because Gambit's his favourite. Gambit's no one's favourite. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> the third one then is where he goes to Japan. Yeah, that's one I think. No, you missed the second one. Yeah, that's what I mean. So what is the second one? The second one's when he goes... Oh no, I don't know. second one is when he goes to Japan. I have no idea. second on one's continuum. when he goes to Japan. Is Logan, then the third one. So what's the Wolverine? That's the no, first that's, one. No, that's the second one. That's the Japanese one because he goes and I really like the opening of that film because he saved that guy didn't he he saved him when uh, they dropped the nuclear weapon he was a, he was in prison and he threw the Chinese guy Japanese sorry he threw the Japanese general or guard in the cell with him and he was outside and he survived the nuclear explosion yeah. then the guy's trying to steal his healing powers yeah. in modern day
0: you've got the Yuki's you've got the bullet train yes. stuff that one so that's that one and that's alright
1: the- there's, there's good bits it's not that great but it's, it's alright and then there's X-Men Origins no that's the, that's that's the first one that's the that's the one that's awful. You know, when they go back in... That's the one with yeah, And then there's Will First Class. First class, is, first class is a good one. That's
0: the one with Kevin Bacon.
1: That's the one with Kevin Bacon. And then the second one, Days of Future Past, is also good. Yeah. And then the dog shit after that.
0: And then the the, the third, Days of Future Past...
1: It's not a third one. It's, it's, it's Apocalypse. It's Apocalypse and shit.
0: So there's those three. There's yes. three Wolverine. Yes. And then there's three... Original X Men movies, and then there's Phoenix at the end of that. Oh, there's Phoenix as well. Yes, isn't which there. is also
1: dog shit. And also, I don't want to be that guy, but New Mutants also falls into the storyline somewhere.
0: And then, of course, there's Logan. So there's, and Logan, so which there's is more bit, of a standout one. He wasn't you, in Dark Phoenix,
1: so he's ten. He's done ten. Is he not in Dark Phoenix? Oh, well done, mate.
0: I don't think he was in Dark Phoenix.
1: I didn't know. I'm sure. Didn't he have a cameo in it where he plays Berserker? I'm sure that was the last one. They find him somewhere, and he literally just runs around a building somewhere. Yeah, that's the that's the bit I can't place. I remember. Oh my-
0: God. I remember there's a bit where there is a naked Hugh Jackman with the younger
1: Yes, with, the younger with cast. Yes, That's... I thought that was Days of Future Past. No, Days of Future Past, he's in it quite a lot. Yeah, he's but the they cases. freed him. No. No, he wakes up and he's having sex with the boss's wife and he says, don't shoot me. He's the one that he's the most shredded in and he has to get his bum out. He wakes up naked, so he gets his bum out. So you see Hugh Jackman because obviously contractually obliged to get his ass out at the time. See Um, a bit of the old tush tush. You see a bit of the tush tush. That's when he's probably in his best shape, and then that's when he's got to find himself. Charles Xavier, played by the young Scotsman himself, James McFadden, not James. No, James. um, Sure, that's a footballer. (laughs) McAvoy, McAvoy, who can walk because he's taking it's Sorry, <laughs> he's taking <laughs> pills so that he can walk again. But he's also the best super speed guy. He's in that one. That's Days of Future Past because he shows up, doesn't he? Quick Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick Silver when they're trying to rescue Magneto, who's fuck me at the center of the Pentagon. <laughs> <With the, laughs> fuck you Why is that? Why? Why are we still talking about it? In
0: X Men Apocalypse, he just does the. He's got the cameo, isn't it? That's the one where they go to recruit him, and he goes fuck off. No, and that's first away.
1: class. <laughs> That is not. That. That's first class. The first first class is when they build Cerebo. This is when Magneto and young Charles Xavier are on the same side and they go see people. So they go to a strip bar and there's that lady mutant who's got wings and they go to a bar and go, we're building a team. And he goes, fuck off. Then
0: it's Apocalypse is the one where he they free him. Which is what I said? Yeah. There you go. It is that one, yeah. So oh, the, the,
1: Apocalypse is the one. Oh, so he's not in. He's not, so he's in, not in. Yeah, he's, a, oh, okay. he's, a, he's
0: uncredited. He, they free him and that explains how he got out in the original timeline.
1: Right, so he's not... He's not in the last one, which, Dark Phoenix, he's not in that at all.
0: He's not in Dark Phoenix at all, and he only cameoed in that's a That's 20 so he's been minutes, we're never going to get so back. Although he's uncredited, he's been in 10 technically, but 9 proper. I don't know. I think that's nearly right. I'm, so four on wrong. 3,
1: he's done 2 Avengers films. 3, oh, Thor is nearly there then. Thor, he'll be catching up. Yeah, so there's 3, 4 films. There's the first Avengers, the second Avengers, then there's the 2 Avengers, so 7. I oh, mean, they've got 2 more to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jackman's got to extend that lead. Yeah, so
0: *Prisoners* was a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I was going to recommend three movies for my Jackman, <laughs> would any to, of them
1: be *Logan*? None of it. *Logan*, Logan is, is go. going to be it.
0: So my three Jackman movies, my top three Jackman movies, *Logan* is number one. Yes. It links with the Gene Hackman because it is a western.
1: Yes, it is. It, the
0: whole point of that movie is a western. James Mangold, I think, created a brilliant film with *Logan*, and I'm pretty certain James Mangold did um, the Japanese. Uh, X-Men around. movie as well I think Can't everyone's got that. And well what a progression <laughs> what a progression uh, can
1: you imagine like the studios where we get more fucking eastern mumbo jumbo and he's like nah he's just probably going to have Patrick Stewart and give him like a degenerative mind disease and he'd be like yo yeah, right. <laughs> fucking sold yeah do you know what I don't understand about that film is you actually don't need a villain
0: yeah, I know. You, do, yeah. you don't
1: need a villain. You can have the girl in it being chased, but you never have to actually see them because the real villain is Wolverine kind of, does he stay or does he go? You know, he's he's bound. The, the story of Logan is a phenomenal story which actually doesn't need villains. At no point does he need villains. There's the scene where the automated vans run that family off the road. Mm. And it's so pointless. I'm just like, Ooh, Gives a shit. But it kind of just reminds <clears throat> you that it's in the future. In the future, yeah. yeah.
0: But I, 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 quite like Boyd Holbrook as the villain in it. Um, Maybe that's all you need.
1: I don't understand why you need Young Wolverine at the end. Yeah, or cloned
0: Wolverine. Whatever. Well, he's
1: yeah. Ex- no, he's the weapon. Yeah, he's but the- still, but I, I, still maintain if you had that film and you removed all the villains and it was just a road movie about how you care about a man who cared for everyone mm-hmm. as they lose their mind and because they're powerful they're literally killing the world around them. Because I genuinely, when I was watching that film, thought it ended with Wolverine killing him and that's yeah. how it was going to end. Because he had to, because he loved him, and he was the only right thing to do to save the world. He mm. had to kill Professor X, and then he had to live with that. Like I was always thinking in my head, maybe Logan doesn't die at the end. He now his punishment. He has to walk the earth. He gets his powers back somehow, and he has to live with the fact that he killed the only person who was ever good to him—quite possibly the best of humanity—who spent his entire life working to get, mm. make mutants free. And Wolverine had no choice but to kill him. And his punishment was: you now have to live the rest of time knowing that you killed him. I was like, what an ending? Mm. French no. kiss. Well, to be honest, ending is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went down the West, didn't I?
0: He even explains that he's like, in that film, he's like, in, in Shane, there's a reason why Shane don't wave back is because he's riding off on the horse dead. I mean, he tells Daphne Keen exactly how that film's going to end. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I thought it was going to go that way. I thought he was going to have to, he's going to have to, for the greater good, end uh, Charles Xavier's life, you know, uh, for, for everyone else. And it would be a, a really difficult scene to see. It would have been an Oscar-worthy scene. I do like we got the full berserker scene towards the end of the movie, and like yeah. I, something happens with uh, Mangold where he's, he he created a, he crafted a brilliant film. I mean Mangold, you know, Le sixty six. The guy when he's on top form, absolute top form. Yeah, did do the Wolverine though. I've just double checked. Um, <laughs> to his prisoners, that film, film had no right being as good as what it was when I put it on. I remember getting it. Now I went to cinema to watch it because Jackman was in it. Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. I was like, let's go see it. I thought, fuck how oh, Jake Gillen was good in this in like the opening part. I thought Paul Dano, reliably good. He yeah, obviously. And then Jackman, but after the first act, just ups his bloody game. Mm. And the best thing about that film is if you don't watch it, you know, routinely, you know, and, and you give it some time, I did re-watch it thinking, I can't remember how this ends. I know that all the scenes that are going to get us there, but yeah. I cannot remember actually the resolve. And then when it happens, it was like rediscovering it all again. Yeah. And Prisoners, I think, is James Mangold, isn't it? Are you joking?
1: You guilt Mangold whore. You love the Wolverine. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to double check. Right, well, while, you,
1: while you check, I'm just gonna say that. Um Prisoners is a film that will make you feel uncomfortable and it's a Oh, it's Denis Villeneuve. of course it's it is. Villeneuve. It is. of course
0: it is. Yeah. <clears throat> um number three. Of, oh sorry.
1: I was just gonna say literally prisoners, if you haven't seen it, watch it. You've got you've got a cop that wants to do the right thing, but you feel like he's well, Jake Gyllenhaal is actually, I would say, a lot better than people give him credit for, mm. but his Hackman is the distraught father and how he like corrupts Terence Howard as well. He's such a yeah. dick. He's yeah. such a dick.
0: Yeah, it is a great movie. It is a great movie. And Paul Dano just yeah. brings it in that film, you know, I mean, it's like, it could, that could have been a Riddler origin.
1: My problem, it's not a problem, but uh, you know the film Prisoners. To me, Prisoners feels like a sequel to one of my favourite films called The Badge, which... Jack Nicholson I don't know why Oh The, the Pledge the, the Pledge that's the one yeah, he yeah The it Pledge does, it? It, it always feels like a prequel to The Pledge yeah. and they're like Jake Gyllenhaal grows up to be Jack Nicholson's <laughs> character because I don't know why they're so great they're great <laughs> films What film that is The Pledge I know I love I, every now and then that, that's a film every like two years I'm like oh I'm going to watch it I always forget that um, Aaron Eckhart's in it because he doesn't do films no more mm. and he's just I remember when he was popular for like 10 years and then disappeared Benicio Del Toro fucking what Toro, a film yeah, yeah obviously Jack Nicholson in a heartbreaking scene, at the end, but I won't go into it. it mm-hmm. a film.
0: Yeah, yeah, he it does. It ends brilliantly, doesn't it? it ho- horribly, but... brilliantly. <laughs> so, so bad. Number three, mate. Logan and Prisoners. Uh, so, of course, my number three spot has got to go to Pan. I only joking. It. It's <laughs> Missing Link. <laughs> missing Link. Like, that film was brilliant. Showed it to SS, I loved it. It is such a good film. It is and a brilliant film. Don't get me wrong. I, I am awarding it because of uh, Jackman's in it. But, yeah, you're, you're you know, talking.
1: you you're all about Susan, aren't you? Yeah, That's the whole you
0: know the whole film. Yeah, uh, Zach Galifianakis, <laughs> the whole cast. It's all it is all brilliant. It's a beautiful film. You know, I mean, worthy mentions. I really like Eddie the Eagle. I never thought I was going to like that movie. I haven't seen it. No, that it's, it's good. It's good, charming,
1: entertaining. Chappie was quite good. Chappie was alright. I liked Raw Steel. You know, Steel. Yeah, In real, a weird, yeah. no, no, I'm not running out. <laughs> oh my god, went down DVD. <laughs> No, I mean, I no, but
0: I remember seeing that at the cinema, being like, "I'm oh, not really yeah. that interested." Well, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Now they're not all great, you know. I mean, Reminiscent was a bit of a letdown, but that could have been great.
1: He, but it's not him, is it? It's not his fault. The storyline just isn't as clever as it thinks it yeah,
0: is. Yeah, he's obviously just. Uh, I think. I think he's a bit upset. Uh, not that I've called him or anything, but he's just been in the sun. Yeah, where this is a sequel, it's not a sequel, but it's about the same writer director who did The Father, yeah, with uh, Anthony Hopkins, yeah. and went on to win Oscars. The son Jackman, uh, you know, fought for that role when he heard it was coming out. He's like, I need to do it. It's about um uh, two parents that divorce wealthy, you know, uh New York parents divorce, and they have a son who's depressed and going through things, and it. You know, Jackman went to say it was an important film to make because it it battles important conversations around mental health mm. and it got panned yeah. by critics. And and I think it was like, oh, it's the guy who made and wrote The Father, it's gonna be brilliant. And it wasn't. And he's still got the mother to come out, I think, as well. They're all unrelated, but they're all, all I believe there. they're unrelated. But Anthony Hopkins is in the sun as well. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, I mean other other movies to mention Great Showman. I, I mean I don't like P. T. Barnum. I no, think, no, I no, think no, the right. film does very uh, dishonesty to I mean, that guy Manipulated and took advantage of a lot of people. It's,
1: it's it's weird because then you you and I have always been you know celebrate when it comes to things like we always celebrate the art, not the person. But mm. it's hard when the art is literally based on a person. So yeah. it does. I, it, it makes it makes him seem like. Do you know? What? I'd really like to go out for a drink with this creator of this, who gave a house, a home to these people who didn't have homes. He didn't though, did he? No, you exploited them and you got very rich where's, off them. Where's your music and about exploitation? Yeah, <laughs> I screwed the system.
0: I, and, I, and I know the film takes some liberties with the with the story and all that. But I, I, yeah. Um, of course, we, you know all the X Men movies. To to be fair, they're all you, you, right. Yeah. They've got elements
1: to them. They're enjoyable. He was he was a great stand up from as a breakout role, being the Wolverine. And it's very hard. It's one of the roles now where you go, well, who could replace him? It's and think, hard. I, and I think most people know.
0: Oh no, not most people. Most people will uh, accredit him to his body image in particularly the latter Wolverine movies. I mean, the guy got in shape in his his mid-40s and into his 50s. Um, Less so in X-Men 1, where he was described as quite doughy, and they had to film all of his shirt-off scenes towards the end of the movie because he turned up to set thinking he could get in shape in two weeks.
1: But also, he did his his fucking audition whilst, you know, like chewing on bamboo and having his shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's let's, let's not have a go. So, there's your top three. Do you know what, mate? I don't disagree with anything. Logan's definitely number one. Prisoners. There's probably a film in there that's better than in my head than The Missing Link, but but Hugh Jackman, you're right, is the modern day actor. Whereas Gene, man, Gene Hackman nailed it in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, mate. He would be started leading man and then he moved on to supporting roles, getting young actors their places and, and bringing the best out of them. Hugh Jackman is still in that leading man phase, mm. he's still number one. He's one of the what probably top 20 bankable male actors in the world you know yeah. Hugh Jackman's a name that gets why did you go see Prisoners because Hugh Jackman was in he it is why bankable. did we go see uh, Link Missing Link because we heard that Jack, mm. uh, fuck me Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman was in it
0: <laughs> yeah I mean they're not all winning like we said Van Helsing isn't isn't winning too many awards that said mate
1: if they did a fucking re if they re-released it with 23 minutes uncut, uh, like previously unseen footage I would still probably go to the it I don't know
0: life is short James um <laughs>
1: I ain't got nothing on at the minute, mate. <laughs> there's also, I mean,
0: there's the there's the, um, there's the tourist uh, advertisement that was Australia, which and Swordfish. Swordfish is a film, right? That I, I thing, like Swordfish. I mean, Swordfish was his real. I mean, he'd done X Men at this point, but Swordfish was was certainly a stepping stone, as much as I mean, X Men definitely was. But Swordfish, yeah, you know, playing with the big boys. You got John Favreau in that movie. You got Vinny Jones in that movie, mate. Oh, there you go. You mate, know, you don't peak. Halle Berry.
1: And she famously it was naked in that film. Halle Boobies. I did
0: like Swordfish that's at the time. N- That's
1: not a good sign of a film, though, when people go, well, Halle Boobies gets her boobs out. And you're like, As a teenager, you're like, let's go see that film. But that film is just fucking John Travolta with yet another bad accent and somehow even worse hair. Sort your shit out, Jack Travolta. Jack Travolta, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I think that's
0: a sign for us to start wrapping up the show. I think, Let's pick a Hackman movie for the vault or two and a Jackman movie for the vault.
1: Unforgiven's already there. Prisoners is already there. Prisoners are already there. I I would probably say, <sighs> I only said French Connection. French Connection is big. Logan is there already. I remember yeah. that, so I'm putting Missing Link in. Missing Link, that's a cracker. The French Connection and Missing Link. What a weird episode. Uh, I would summarize it. I would go see Gene Hackman give a speech about acting, mm. but I'd much rather go for a beer with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and that's how I would. That's the is, I believe Gene Hackman would scare the piss out of me if I was having a conversation with him. <laughs> They could definitely play father and son if if he did
0: want to come out of retirement.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you know this though, but he's old now. Oh, is he old? Is that that how time
0: works? Yes, that is it. We get older.
1: (laughs) And also, he didn't have like makeup or he didn't give a shit because Mm. he's retired and he didn't think people, paparazzi would be camped out a fucking (laughs) local store sending pictures of him at something like two o'clock in the afternoon. Leave the man alone.
0: (laughs) Chapman's like, do you know, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Gene Chapman's like, you know the son I've been around it ninety times. <laughs> Malt. God bless him. Uh, that that's our episode for this week. Let us know. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Gene Hackman. God i are
1: going to get you know what? At the end, base when you sleep. That was pretty good.
0: I think I got him. But that is our show for this week. Let us know what your favourites are. Let us know uh, what your least favourites are. What are we missing in the vaults? Uh, most definitely, there's films of Hackman's career yes. that probably need to go in there. And um, the future's bright for Hugh Jackman uh, in Deadpool Three. So that is our show for this week. Uh, If we don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.